Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and are thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we will attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. In the previous episode, we talked about the value of enterprise architecture and why we require enterprise architecture at all. I talked about the need for understanding the enterprise to make it better. Let's take this discussion further. Let's start with the complexity of organizations. In the past, what used to happen is an organization would start off small. Then over a period of time, it would increase the catalog of products that it products and services that it offers. It would move into a new geography. It would hire more people and slowly adapt to the changes. You know, it would increase in the size and slowly adapt to the changes. But then mergers and acquisitions started happening. If you look at the statistics of mergers and acquisitions, you will see that the number of acquisitions and the value of the acquisitions happening doubles every five years. There were $300 billion worth of acquisitions in 1988, and in 1997, it grew to $900 billion. There were $3,431 billion worth of mergers and acquisitions worldwide in 2010, which grew to $6,144 billion in 2015. What happens when there is a merger or an acquisition, or even a divestiture for that matter, is that the complexity of the organization changes. There is a large transformational change that happens within the organization, and there isn't enough time for the organization to slowly adapt to the changes. And it is difficult to adapt to large transformational changes because there is a risk. Risk because we don't know the impact of that change. We don't know how we are going to be affected by that change. And this causes fear. This has cultural repercussions as well. But when we have an enterprise architecture capability within the organization that has mapped the entire organization, is aware of every single nook and corner of the enterprise, it is easy for us to understand the impact of large transformational changes on the enterprise, which ultimately enables the organization to get more flexible to large transformational changes, more agile, so to speak. This also, by the way, makes the organization more innovation focused. And let's talk about that for a bit. Let's look at um, the product life cycles, right? If you look at the product life cycle of any product, whether it's a mobile phone or a vacuum cleaner or an air conditioner for that matter, or even an automobile, the cycle time that it takes to go from research and development to manufacturing and marketing has drastically come down. There are major investments being made to leverage technology in almost all business domains, whether it's finance, banking, healthcare, pharma, telecommunication, or what have you. To take the example of the first typewriter, the typewriter was first envisaged or thought, thought about in the year 1575. The first typewriter that went into mass production 
was designed by Christopher Scholes and was manufactured and marketed by Remington on March 1st, 1873. So it took them 300 years to go from design to manufacture. The iPhone was first envisaged in the year 2004. It went into commercial production in 2007, from design to production in three years flat. The business models are becoming more and more dynamic, and the business landscape is constantly in a state of flux. It is mutating and changing every moment. Products are getting launched, alliances are happening, new countries are opening up for business avenues, and new ways of improving turnover and profitability are being discovered every day. In such times, it is not possible for an organization to stay stagnant and to continue to do business like they did before. What worked until now will no longer work in the future. Organizations will have to become more malleable, constantly adapting to the dynamic markets, changing customer needs, and find ways to make themselves profitable. This beautiful book written by Seth Godin called Purple Cow. And the concept is simple. Let's say that you're driving in France and you know, you're driving in the prairies and you see these cows grazing in the farms alongside the road. And it's a beautiful sight, really. But after you've seen a couple of cows, the cows become invisible. What that means is you don't see them anymore because it's a boring sight, right? It's pleasant in the beginning, but then it's just cows, right? The next time something will grab your attention is when you see a purple-colored cow, because you don't see a purple-colored cow on a regular basis. What he's trying to say is that the customers, their attention spans are becoming shorter and shorter, right? Um, customers are getting bored of regular grazing cows rather quickly. No matter how pleasant the scenery, customers want more. They want purple cows and, and, and they want them more frequently. Customers are actually not only reducing their attention spans, but they're also becoming very savvy. Customers want more, and they want more at a lesser price. On the other hand, if you look at your competitors, if you look at the industry as a whole, the industry as a whole is becoming smarter and more savvy. They're finding newer and newer ways of, of satisfying their customers, of giving their customers more for less. Which brings us to the very interesting topic of costs. Reducing costs is a major endeavor for every organization these days and what they don't do to reduce costs. There was the inquiry into the nature and causes of wealth of nations by Adam Smith that talked about division of labor and what have you to reduce costs, but that is a thing of the past now. We need to make major breakthroughs uh, in trying to reduce operational costs on a day-to-day basis. And as we get better and better at it, the margin of how much more we can do to reduce costs keep on reducing. It gets more and more difficult to save every single penny. And that's what happened to Moore's law. If you think about it, uh, the Moore's law states that every two years, the number of transistors that you can put on an integrated circuit is going to double, which means the processor speeds are going to double every two years. And this cycle would continue indefinitely. Well, guess what? We broke the Moore's law long back. It was becoming more and more difficult to add transistors to an integrated circuit. So, so 
Now we have more number of integrated circuits. We came up with the concept of multi-core systems, thereby going much faster than double every two years. Now we are doubling our processor speeds at a much faster rate than the most law. And that is the kind of innovation that the industry requires today. How do we reduce costs, right? Uh, as the margins of improving efficiencies reduce, we need to get more and more innovative with our ideas. We need more disruptive changes that could shake the entire business model at its core. And this is where I differentiate innovation from operational efficiencies, disruption from marginal gains. And this will, uh, and this will be repeated many times uh, in, in this podcast. We will constantly talk about how innovation brings large transformational changes to the way you do business to improve efficiencies. And again, we come back to the, the topic of transformational changes and how enterprise architecture can enable the organization to become agile, to become more innovation focused. And that's where I would like to focus my career on. I'd like to focus my career on innovation, engineering excellence, and efficiencies. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about innovation, enterprise architecture, and how we can implement these ideas in the practical world, in the business, right here on this show. Do not forget to subscribe. Thank you for telling your friends about the show and supporting us. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group, and if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions there, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn as well. You can find all my contact details in the show notes. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.